Have you ever thought about writing a book? Well, today we're going to talk with author Steve Remner, who actually helps people write their books. Learn more next on the Church Solutions Podcast. It's the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other encouraging ideas for ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. It's another episode of the Church Solutions Podcast, and my name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. Yeah, Steve Lacey, this is episode number 354. We have a guest today, but before we introduce our guest, how are you doing? Doing just peachy. All right. Good deal. All right. Anything you want to add to that before we... Uh, uh... I don't know. I think we're going to be hosting a bunch of Ultimate Frisbee players this weekend. Hosting multiple Frisbee players. Yes. Ultimate Frisbee players. Yes. So these are the guys that actually have tournaments. They, they don't just go in the backyard and throw Frisbees. That is correct. There's a regional tournament. So the um, all the top teams from our region are yeah. coming to play in a tournament here, which is oh, they're, they're going to play in Tucson. They're playing in Tucson. Okay. Yeah. Which is very nice. So yeah. Yeah. You want to go to San Diego. That's right. Well, Nationals will be in San Diego, so if they make it to Nationals, we'll be back in San Diego. All right. Okay. Well, good to know. For those of you uh, Frisbee people, uh, we'll keep you updated on that. All right. So, uh, Steve, today we have a guest. Uh, He is an author and a writing coach, among other things. He's also a graduate of Fire School of Ministry, and he's got a burden for grounding people in the Word of God as well as uh, just seeing believers from all sorts of backgrounds live out and experience the power of the Holy Spirit and uh, loving God. And uh, he's also, he's actually Canadian, but he's living in Peru. His wife is Peruvian. They have three daughters. Welcome everybody to the Church Solutions Podcast, Steve Bremner. Steve, how are you? I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for that lovely intro that I wrote and sent you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You know, and, well, um, I was going to make something up, but I, you know, I don't know you that well. I figured you'd be offended, so I just, I just read what not, you tell me to read. So not at all. Um, be, uh, but I appreciate you in, inviting me on. I po- I posted on Facebook like, hey, anybody in my network have a podcast they want to let me on? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you were the first or second to. Um, so you if you wanted a bio, I sent you a bio. Whatever, whatever yeah. I got to do to be on this show and yeah. speak to and- millions of people who are here. at Exactly. Millions of people. Yeah. So uh, uh, can we be on your podcast sometime? We can. And uh, if you want, <laughs> hesitate. I can. No, but but the, I hesitate not because the answer is no, but because I've been on like a three year hiatus. Uh, and so okay. I've I've not really been doing it. OK, but that's fine. If if yeah. this doesn't go to go to, you know, uh, sure. crap, I would be more than happy to uh, okay. like, you know, post I don't know. Your, if- your, I don't know if you can say crap on this podcast, but uh, maybe we can edit that out. So, so uh, I want to tell people before they tune out, if they haven't already, we're going to talk about book writing because you help people write books. And, and we're going to talk about, you know, books and, and all that. You've actually written some books. You've written books uh, called Nine Lies, People Believe About Speaking in Tongues, Six Lies, People Believe About uh, Divine Healing, 
uh, four lives about how to do a podcast. I'm, I'm just, that was a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. You, you just, you're into the nine lives and the six lives. But the other one is the, the imperishable in, in seed of Christ, understanding the believer's spiritual DNA. It's another book you've written. Increase your faith, practical tips to help you believe for the impossible. So those are some of the books you've written. So Steve, let's just jump into this. And Steve Lacey, we got two Steves on here, so we don't want to confuse anybody. Uh, Steve Lacey, uh, why don't you just kick us off and 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 and, and, and let, let's see what our if we can put uh, Steve number two here on the spot. All right. So I know that our distinguished host here, Phil, has written a book as well. And one of the things that uh, was the most challenging for me, not writing the book, but but encouraging Phil was to. Um, to get it going and get it finished. Well, it took me five uh, years to do it. <laughs> it didn't take five, but it's it, a it short take... book. It's one of those things you could put on a coffee table and read. Well, actually, it's written. It was set up so you could read it uh, a short amount of time. It, it, it was called Streaming Video for Pastors. What was it called? I don't even remember. But anyway, part of the challenge I think that um, Phil ran into was either writer's block or laziness or I don't know what it was. Um, So if someone's thinking about um, writing a book, what are what are some of the big challenges that that, uh, people face in getting to the finish line? Sure. Well, um, to be concise, uh, because that's a loaded question, there's so many challenges, but I, I over and over again run into just getting the ball rolling. You know, I'll talk to people who it's on their heart or they feel God's put a message on them. You know, I specifically look for, for Christians or, you know, they don't have to be pastors, but anyway, they, they, they feel led and then just, you know, they don't know what steps to take or, or like some other obstacle or challenge or goal in their life. It's something they know they want to do, or they think they should do. And they still, they need some, like you said, encouragement or that, that kind of push or um, whatever it is. You know, my problem, Steve, was confidence. And do that too. Steve Bremner, do you run into people that have confidence issues? You know, like all the time, all the time, like um, self doubt about whether anyone would buy this book that I feel like I'm supposed to write. Um, So there's, there's things, uh, you know, it takes clients of mine through for how to kind of test the waters and see if anyone would be interested in the topic. And um, if you don't mind me backtracking a little bit and coming around full circle, being in an, in another country and be in using the internet and, and having access to social media. And, and, you know, eventually when I bought my first Kindle and being able to read books in my language, cause they're not easy to come across in Peru. Like I had already been blogging and, and eventually podcasting for a long time where I was testing some waters and seeing what was resonating with people and already having like a feedback loop of like, you know, well, if there's this market or if there, I feel like I want to write books and blogging is easy to me. So maybe writing a book is the next challenge. Like, so I, I kind of stumbled into it out of the desire and, and leading to do it. And then started to have people ask me for help doing it themselves. Like, well, if Steve can do it, then Steve Lacey or Steve Bremner, you know, if he can do it, <laughs> then um, so, so can I, like what's stopping me or what's the, but confidence, like you said, or the, um, who am I that like I would write a book and look like I'm an expert on this or that topic? Um, but like just like you said, the confidence, the um, 
not knowing where to start. So confidence in, in terms of like steps to take and not necessarily the, the confidence about like, you know, putting yourself out there and cause you are putting yourself out there with any content, your podcast, your, um, when you, if you're a pastor and you get up to preach, like, you know, so there's, um, uh, like, I don't think that some of the more pastoral type of leaders I talk to and who, you know, I start writing a book or come to me at some stage. I don't think the confidence is necessarily a problem with them if they're already putting themselves out there and know what it's like to be sharing the, you know, the, whatever God's been giving them to share with other people. Um, with them, it's more like just now, now what, how do I put that in, in, in writing or uh, anyway, don't mean to ramble. Cause I know this is a short show. <laughs> So quick question that I'm not aware of. It, what's the, what's the language in Peru? Spanish. Spanish. Okay. That's, that was my assumption, but I wasn't hundred percent sure. So are you bilingual? You're married to a, a Peruvian woman? Yeah, I'm trilingual. I am English. Speak Canadian too? No, <laughs> Canadian and French. <laughs> so I grew up in French immersion because my parents said that it would help me uh, you know, I'd have a leg up getting a job or something, but I showed them and uh, moved to another country and learned another language. Wow. Um, <laughs> not intentionally, right? That's not the trajectory I had, but so French and Spanish. And then my wife is proving, yes, she speaks English. My kids are bilingual. All of their life and school and whatever is in Spanish, but the rule in the house is TV has to be in English because <laughs> they have um, less exposure to English than they do Spanish, right? So my... Uh our hard line is the TV has got to be in. Um, is English. that a challenge? It is. And it isn't. It, okay. Um, it, it, it um, I don't know if, if I interrupted your question, but it's a challenge in that um, if they watch something like YouTube kids or some kind of thing where suggested videos come on and they're in Spanish and, and, you know, for whatever the, the geo tracking and stuff is. So it's not like, like I can, you know, force that they only have Spanish on, but like, we'll watch all our movies in English and not dubbed or um, uh, things like things like that. Just, just to get as much English into them as possible. So when we Skype or we zoom with grandma and grandpa, like they can have a conversation or like we can understand what's going on. And, um, but the littlest one makes no sense in either language. But the older, the five-year-old, <laughs> the five-year-old and eight-year-old, they're they're a lot, they're pretty fluent. Uh, in this I have one of those, <laughs> right? So you get it. So yeah, I, yeah, a grandson. Yeah, actually, okay. a couple of both. He's, he's right where he's talking, but nothing makes much sense. <laughs> so. Kind of like me, actually. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, so back on this, I just, I just had to delve into that. Um, so back on the, um, who should write or who should write a book? Is it, do you need to be called or what's the, I have an opinion that more people are called or should write a book than ever will. Because, you know, most people will just think about it or plan on it or whatever. So I am of, of a more generous opinion, you know, that yes, um, you know, for various reasons, like, you know, what a book does and how a book can go places you can't. God might have something on your heart and you're never going to um, go somewhere that your book can can get to and 
somebody read it and have their life impacted or, or learn something or like Phil, if I, I don't remember the exact title, but your book about um, it's like a how to, you know, like there's instructions. It's, it's going to, um, I'm too, by the someone. way, but yeah, go ahead. Sure. <laughs> but, but the point is, it's like, you know, somebody could be looking for it and the way you communicate and the thing on your, the, your, your style is going to be how they, they learn something rather than the other book on the shelf or the other YouTube video or whatever. But that doesn't mean like everyone, I don't think everyone should, but there's, there's an audience for almost anything. And if that idea for a book is birthed in you from the Holy spirit, then like, of course you should, you know what I mean? Like if it's just this idea and you don't like a few of my, my clients, um, almost all of them are Christian, but a few of them are like business people. And the whole reason they have a book is so like they have, you know, this one, this one author, uh, Kat, she's this like therapist or, or like a hypno, uh, I should step back and not try to say what I think the, the title is. Cause I'll get it wrong. But so she's some, you know, this is her profession. She helps people. She has clients at her, at her desk or on zoom. And she wanted to have a book that she could like give them to go do like stuff that they're, she's going through them with, uh, going th- through with them. And, sure. um, yeah. And other people just, it's like a glorified business card, um, position themselves as authority on their subject, um, have a leg up over other people in their niche and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, on the one hand, like not everyone should write a book, but like a lot more people should, or it would be beneficial for them to write than, um, than ever will. And um, like, like Phil mentioned, it took you five years to write a book. I've got people in my messenger i've been talking with for like five years who are still talking about the book they're working on and it's like okay you know like so how long does it take let me jump in here and cut steve lacy off as i usually do but i saw something on one of your social channels uh steve bremner that you you could help somebody write a book in a month did, did i read that right you read that right now, and, how is that even possible unless it's what, like maybe the book I wrote, but how, how is that even possible for somebody to right. write a book that, unless it's 10 pages long? Well, here's the thing. It, it is doable and I have done it, but I would also, the caveat is I would not rush the process. I would take your time. Right. But the point, but, but the point of that, that, that manual or that thing you might've seen um, it's like 14 pages or something. And it's about like what you can do to be speeding up the process to write the book. So um, the title is catchy, but it's not about 30 days. It could take you 10 days. It could take you 90 days. But the point is most people take too long and can do it, um, you know, f- faster. But I use that term cautiously. They Most people can do it faster than they, than they will. And, you know, there's just the things like... Uh, if you cancel Netflix for a month or, you know, like there, there's things in life you can swap and get rid of. And, uh, or, you know, um, one of the, one of the things I, I mentioned in that, that manual that have been given away on my, my website for, for a while is, um, you know, what you can do to find out if your book would be a good idea in the first place. And there's just like dominoes that, that, that fall in place where like, if you, you start knocking the first ones in, uh, over, then you 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 have that kind of adrenaline, that motivation where now you want to take the next step and the next step and the next step, and it just it yeah. you start getting the ball rolling faster. So, I have done uh, like my tongues book. Um, it's about this long, like forty five thousand words or so. Okay. This is the 
And maybe 20 to 25% of it was repurposed blog content. And the rest was like just brand new over the course of a few weeks, like, you know, writing late at night, like in that season of my life when I didn't have any kids yet. Uh, I can't remember if I was still not married or I was, (laughs) and we had a baby on the way. And uh, it was just, it's like, because I I knew what I wanted to do and was trying to do with it. And one thing I learned, uh, I don't know if you know Guy um, Kawasaki or however you pronounce his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ripped off from him where he had put like this Google Drive document up publicly of like the outline of some book he wanted to write and just shared it with everyone, asked for their opinions and their thoughts and whatever. And I basically did the same thing. Like, here's a list of lies I'm coming up with, misconceptions people seem to have about tongues that I come across all the time. What would you add to this list? Or, you know, or what ones do I already have on this list that you think are like, yeah, yeah, that would that would make a good book or a good chapter or whatever. And so I was just basically getting feedback from people. And so I, if I know this is the stuff people are already thinking about and talking about, then it's like, okay, it'll, it'll be good for the book. And, you know, hopefully if I position it, market it right, people will want to buy it. And so like when you, when you have stuff like that, the the momentum and the encouragement you're getting from people can, can carry you. And, you know, I mean, we all have busy lifestyles and uh, especially if you've got kids and, and like a job and whatever, but um, it's, on the one hand, like it is easier to do. It is easier to write a book in a short time than most people think, especially if they've never done it before or they've never taken the steps to, you know, start trying to. Yeah. And it might not be 30 days, but it, it definitely doesn't have to take five years, right? I've got a um, father-in-law or I had a father-in-law that um, he retired and he decided he was going to write a book about basically about his life. And he took, I don't know how long it took him, but it was, it would have been mid nineties or so. And so, you know, he bought a computer and they never had a computer before and, and just started writing the book on the computer and and got a printer and printed the whole thing out. And then when he had the book finished, um, we took it to a print shop and uh, they bound it and printed it. And we bought a bunch of copies and, um, you know, the kids all gave them all the grandkids and stuff. So it was, it was a big deal, but that method has really changed right over the years. It's gotten, yeah. I assume gotten a lot easier to publish it a book. Gotten a lot easier. Yes. Um, one of my, my mentors, one of my, uh, I, I'll, I'll be careful not to mention names cause I'm not trying to embarrass anyone. But when I was offered a publishing deal for this tongues book, and I went and I asked like 20 people their opinion, you know, half of them, people like my age and other people who had published books and been published. And I remember one of them said, look, I, I went with that publisher in the nineties and I, I ordered like 5,000 copies of the book or whatever. And to this day in the mid 20 teens, you know, I've still got this palette in my garage and the, you know, the cover is outdated. The the book is, you know, it's not the same, um, sensibility and presentation as like how books are now it's it's just harder to sell it's it's i regret it and um so like unless you think you can sell x number of copies like i think he said a thousand or two thousand or something um it's not worth um like a publishing deal if if you have to buy a minimum number of the copies or something and i didn't have to they they told me no 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 in this case you don't have to it's uh it's this print on demand technology that even publishers are are you know going towards now 
And I've talked to people who they they believe that that's still how publishing works. And so they hesitate with the process of going forward and trying to self-publish a book or publish a book because they are worried of like that story you shared about like, you know, having to bind a bunch of books or um, have boxes and boxes of them in the spare room or the garage or something like that. When like, I've, I've got books of mine. I've never touched a physical copy of just from the, the inconvenience of trying to get them sent to me in Peru or something like that. And then whenever a family member is visiting or something like that, I order some on print on demand, send them to my mom or friend or someone and bring a few copies with them. And, uh, but like, I'm so entrenched in like the internet kind of way of doing things that like, I can't imagine having um, a lot of space taken up with books of mine, which might be a different pair paradigm for like other people or some older people, but yes, publishing has, has changed a lot compared to, you know, when you're, when your grandpa, uh, I guess like, would he have self-published that book or, or he just self-published? He... I mean, we yeah. there, we printed, I don't know, maybe a dozen copies of it, you know, and okay. it was very, I was very impressed with the whole, it's a hardbound um, book with a sleeve and it came out really great. So, and the, you know, right. when my kids were little, they, they did book reports on, on their grandfather's book. So, right. Let's move on here uh, before we run out of time. Steve, do you, uh, when you're helping somebody write a book, do you also advise them to do an audio version of the book? Yes and no. What I would advise them to, because it's a, it's a type of content. It's a method of getting your book out there that, you know, some people don't read and some people will um, benefit greatly from being able to listen to a book rather than read it. Um, but if it's like the first time they've ever done a book and they're, they're self-publishing and it's the, they're, they're, they're just getting their, you know, their, their, their feet wet, then I would wait a bit on the audiobook unless the resources are not a problem for them and they don't care or whatever, because like all of these steps are, they're not inexpensive uh, to do correctly. Right. But, but an audiobook, again, it's this other beast compared to a print and a digital and it's got a different market at different um, considerations. And so, um, you know, if, if somebody wants to make, make their money back and, and, you know, not go two in the hole and, you know, if, if they, they don't know what they're doing, then I would wait on an audiobook and worry about selling and, and kind of, you know, doing okay with the other two first, because my opinion so far after a few years of this is that um, like an audiobook even though that audience, that market is growing uh, like something like double digits every year, it's still like maybe a third, right? Like, so if you have a print book and you make an audio book, you'll probably sell like a third as many units of the audio as the the physical sure. copy or, you know, it could go higher. It could be, you know, I've heard of people where they sell pretty much all the, all the sales they get are from their audio book, exceptions to the rule, depending on the book. But generally speaking, it's like, um, I had a client, I told him, wait until you've made like $5,000 in sales on that book first, in his case, before worrying about the audiobook, so that you don't have like a bitter experience, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, producing these things. Because um, that's one of the things I try to do with with my clients is um, like we all, like, you know, he, at the beginning of this call, we were talking about uh, lack of confidence. Well, sometimes I'm working with people who are overconfident and uh, really have like this high 
uh, expectation of how their book is going to do. And I'll never, I'll never pour water on someone's fire, but there's also some like, you know, realistic considerations to take in mind. Like nobody's going to know the book exists if you're not willing to market or take steps to let people know it exists and not just spam Facebook and tell everyone go buy my book, but like do things strategically and, you know, place it in the right places. So it's like, I try to make sure people have those things in place. And then if they're, you know, if they're willing to do that or they're, they're doing okay, then, then an audiobook totally makes sense. Especially if it's not a cookbook or a coloring book or some kind of thing that makes no sense to do audio for, um, most of the time it would be a good idea. Just, just like any other format of a book. So you, you talked about expectations. What, what would be reasonable expectations? Let's say I've got, a uh, you know, I feel led that I've got a message I got to get out and I got to, you know, I want to write this book. What, what are some reasonable expectations of what it's going to cost me, what I might end up making, what I end up might end up losing, you know, what, what, what are some reasonable expectations and what is going to be involved in my time, you know, even after the book's done, what, what are the expectations? Right. So that, so I would say that depends on like your budget and if you have more time than you have money, because the first time I did a book, I did like everything myself. I, I had someone do a cover for me. I had someone, you know, edit. And, um, but otherwise when you're, when you're self-publishing, you're in charge or you're responsible for making sure all those things happen. And if you want to do it well, um, you, you, you can do it reasonably inexpensive. Um, but it's hard to find a good editor who will do it as a favor or, or, you know, if, like you mentioned that the, the, the the audience for this are pastors. Um, I work with a guy ghostwriting and doing articles for him, not a book, but he has people on his staff who edit everything, you know, he has, so, I mean, there's, there's ways some people um, can resource creating the book. But then as far as um, uh, your exact question about expectations, um, I think in my chatting back and forth with Phil, one of the questions was, uh, can you make a living off a book? And the answer is like, yes, you can, but you, you probably won't like you can, but that doesn't mean you will. And like, I know a few people who are like living off their, their royalties and their, their books, but they are also people who put in the work and built an audience and, and built a following and um, persisted and have written. um, I think this, the praying medic is his name. I've done five audiobooks for him. He, uh, I think he posted, he published like a new book or two every year for years and had been building his audience and had been, you know, so it's possible, but most people won't. And the majority of people I know, um, including myself who are um, writing as a passion and the money isn't the specific goal, but, but reaching people and impacting lives. um, That's, more likely to happen like you're you're more likely leveraging your book or your written content for like your business or your ministry or you know some other kind of thing it opens these other doors for you and uh, i've got a story i don't know um how much time we got for it but a couple minutes <laughs> okay so but uh this is an audiobook and a translation story where uh, back in like august i heard from um a spanish speaking reader who had read the translation and contacted me and I get these all the time from people, but this time it was like, 
it, it, there was a little more sensibility to it. It wasn't just like, Hey, I read your book. Can you come fly to like Kenya and, um, you know, preach in our church and pay for your own expenses, you know? And so um, I got talking back and forth with her and, and, you know, her daughter had listened to the audiobook of, of my tongues book. And I don't know if your audience is like charismatic or whatever. So what, but anyways, um, this, this person uh, listened to the audiobook and was greatly impacted by it. And like, you know, uh, started speaking in tongues after uh, her lunch break or something at work and called her mom because she'd gone to a Baptist church or something that doesn't believe in this stuff. And it was just a about face. And so her mom went and bought the book in Spanish and read it and contacted me and uh, loved it and invited me to come to their, to do something, to, to be the speaker at their, an event in January at their church and and they're in Texas. And, you know, we had some back and forth to make sure this was a legit, like, invite because i hear from people all the time that are like you know you don't know who these people are and uh, so but my point is um they were offering uh, i mean as it stands now depending on when this goes live and but at the time of this recording the invite was is open and they're gonna like fly us there like the whole family and i'm like okay so like i could talk about how my sales are i could take you into my amazon dashboard and i'd be embarrassed about how they've the sales have been this month, but I, if we talked last month or the month before, I would have a different story than this one about the, the woman reading the book. Like I just, I'm always hearing stories and like, that's the kind of thing that gets my juices flowing more than yeah. um, like, I'm not making a living off. That's my books, the true payoff has yeah, changed lives. Yeah. But it helps me with other people who want to do it. And they've seen that I've done it and know what I'm talking about or um, might know a thing or two about a subject if they've seen I've written about it. And so there's, there's, um, uh, what do you call it? Authority or, uh, uh, credibility in things that, that most people are looking for and get from writing a book or more. Yeah. So there's, there's that there's, there's, uh, leaving a legacy as well, which is what Steve's grandfather or Steve's father-in-law, I should say did as well with, with his book. So, uh, all right. So, yeah, so it's not, it's not about making money off the thing. It's about changing lives. It's about yeah. leaving a legacy. It's about, I mean, and people, people who say they don't care about the money and don't want money, they're lying. But, but I mean, for the most that, part, you like, should write a book about that. <laughs> yeah. But like most people, especially, you know, Christians or influencers like that are not specifically seeking the, 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 yeah. the royalties, right? You get what I'm saying? I hope. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, look, uh, we're we're out of time here. Uh, but Steve Bremner is the is the guy here. He's the man. Steve, how can people get a hold of you? Where can they go to find out more about this? Give us some input, some information. Yeah, I'm sorry. I hope you, I, I don't know if you hear that drilling or something going on on my end. Um, simple. SteveBremner.com is the easiest hub you know if, if this episode is like you know five years from now someone finds it stevebremner.com should still be the the way to contact me okay and it's hard it's hard to go to that site without being invited to for more like sign up for my emails or to you know i've got a booking calendar there okay stevebremner.com and then my links to other social media and stuff are easy to find there yeah yeah and people can find you on facebook and linkedin and all that stuff. Yeah. You're in Lima, Peru, right? You're just south of Lima, right? 
Correct. So, yeah. And you've got somebody's working on your house or something right now. So, <laughs> well, if you know anything about like South America, all the houses are next to each other. There's, yeah. there's no yards. I, right? I am so aware. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a very good friend who's from there. And uh, yeah. So, all right. So, look, unfortunately, we're out of time. Steve, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate uh, talking with you. And uh, I hope that this <clears throat> maybe encourages some people out there. Maybe, hey, maybe it's time to write your book. So, uh, they can, you can reach out to Steve. I'm sure he will, Steve Bremner, I'm sure he will help you, uh, at least give you some advice. If not, even maybe you could hire him to help you. So, all right. So we are, we are done. I was going to say we is done, but that's not proper English as you would point out, Steve. So, um, Steve Lacey, thank you for your, your input today. Uh, glad to be here. And most of all, folks, thank you for listening or watching wherever platform you might be on, the Church Solutions Podcast. Join us for an, another episode. Be sure and uh, subscribe to our podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast, uh, you can subscribe to the Church Solutions Podcast and uh, give us a rating as well. We'd love to get back. We'd love to hear back from you. You can always send us an email, support at Streaming Church. Dot TV support at streamingchurch.tv. That's one way you can get a hold of us. All right, Steve Bremner, again, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, and thank you, Steve Lacey, and I'm Phil Thompson on behalf of all of us here. Have yourself a great day. Take care of yourselves and each other. We'll catch you next time on another episode of the Church Solutions Podcast. <laughs>